Um, and all, all month, we've been, this series we've been talking about, He Is, my husband talked about that a little bit before I got up here. We've been talking about the attributes of God. We're discovering who God is and finding out more about Him. And we talked uh, several weeks now about the different attributes. There are essential attributes, and then there are, are the moral attributes. We've been covering the moral attributes of God. And the essential attributes are, are things such as he is, God is all-knowing, God is all-powerful, um, God is everywhere present, uh, God is eternal, God is self-existent. Uh, we are none of those things. Okay, and those are the essential attributes. Those are the things that make God, God, make him who he is. Um, we look at it this way as um, each of us can have our DNA tested. And when our DNA is tested, they can take a look at those DNA strands and identify um, that, that's, that that applies to Ben. These are, this, is, this is Ben's DNA because no one else has those strands in their DNA. Nobody else but Ben does. And then there are the, the moral attributes of God, which are the strands that, that he wants to share with you and I, uh, the, the attributes of himself that make up who he is, but he wants us to display those things. So it's like if I were to go and have my parents' DNA tested and have my DNA tested, and somebody would take a look at their DNA and, and take a look at my DNA, and they'd begin to find strands that are found in theirs that are also found in mine. Um, and and they, would be, they would look at mine and say, that matches Deborah Birkeland, that matches Tom Turner, and they would take a look at those strands and say, you are their daughter, and they would identify that you belong to them, you came from them, and so the moral attributes of God that we've been talking about through this series are those strands that when people look at us and they see holiness, and they see love, and they see righteousness, and they see faithfulness, they look at that and they go, oh, okay, okay, you belong to God. You're, you're God's. You're, you're, you're a son. You're a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so tonight we, uh, we, we talked a, a couple weeks ago about holiness, about love, about righteousness. And tonight we're going to cover God is faithful. Should we pray? I think we should pray. I think that would be a good thing. Let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are tonight. God, we thank you for this amazing series. God, just discovering more and more about you. And I pray tonight through your word. God, through every word that I would speak, God, that you would unveil yourself or reveal yourself in a new way to each one of us in this place. God, that we would walk away God, knowing your faithfulness and understanding in a way that we've never known before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? God is faithful. Let me ask you a question tonight. How many of you know someone who does exactly what they say they're going to do? Okay. You, you don't necessarily have to raise your hand. I, I like raising hands. That's cool. Just put like, you know, a little notepad in your mind and just go and begin to write names down, if you will. How many of you know someone that does exactly what they say they're going to do? Now, how many people do you know that do exactly what they say they're going to do every single time? Know someone that does exactly what they say they're going to do every single time. Our list is getting smaller. <laughs> Taking the next step further. How many of us know someone that does exactly what they say they're going to do every single time, and they do it with such thoroughness and such perfection that we never have to question what they say or what they do? I think my mom might be the only one on the list. <laughs> such thoroughness and such perfection that we never have to question what they say or what they do. Now, think about this one for a second. How many of us know someone that does 
exactly what they say they're going to do, regardless of the circumstances or how they feel. And they do it with such thoroughness and such perfection that we never have to question what they, what they, what they say or what they do. Because we know that if they say it, then they're going to do it. And they're going to do it without fail. They're going to do it without change. And they're going to do it without excuse. As I thought about this this week, and I've been thinking about those questions over and over again, I realized that my name might only apply to maybe one of those. And my name certainly can't be written on that as the answer to that last question. And there's only one name that can fulfill that last question. There's only one name that is the answer, and that is God. And so tonight, when we talk about God's faithfulness, when we talk about the perfect faithfulness of God, we're saying we realize that God is absolutely, absolutely trustworthy, absolutely loyal, absolutely reliable, and completely true to everything he says and does. When we talk about his perfect faithfulness, he is absolutely trustworthy, absolutely loyal, absolutely reliable, and true to his word. God is faithful. Faithfulness is not just something that God has that we see in him every once in a while, but he is faithfulness. I was thinking about it this week and how, you know, you can, does anybody have a dictionary in their home today? Oh, sweet. There's actually a lot of hands up. Um, We actually don't have one in our house because I've just come to you know, love my computer, and I can go anywhere. <laughs> and so I just pop on my computer, type in, you know, dictionary.com. Um, but I was thinking about it, really, if, if we were to pull out the dictionary and look up faithfulness or look up faithful, really the only thing that n- really needs to be there is faithfulness equals God. Because God is faithful in every way, in every shape, every form, every, in every aspect he is faithful. He is true to his word. And that really means, when we talk about that, that means that he is 100% reliable 100% of the time. He's 100% reliable 100% of the time. 100%, not 99.9%, but 100% of the time. He doesn't fail. He doesn't forget. He doesn't falter. He doesn't change, and he does not disappoint. That is the God that we serve. That is the God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords that we serve. He does not falter. He does not fail. He doesn't change. He doesn't forget. He never disappoints. Some of us might be thinking of circumstances, situations going, I don't know about that. I've had those situations in my life. I don't know about you, but there have been times when I've had opportunities. Let's put it that way. I've had opportunities where I could question the faithfulness of God. When I've looked at how I see some people like shaking their head going, uh-huh. There have been times in my life with circumstances that I've faced that I've had opportunities to, to question his faithfulness or really wonder, God, isn't making sense. The cool thing is, is 
we don't see the end from the beginning. And oftentimes we don't see the areas in which we're failing in. And that he wants to correct, and we'll get there in a minute. Turn with, you, with me in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20, verse 6. It says, Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is really faithful? Proverbs 20, verse 6. Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is really faithful? The reality is, is faithfulness is... I believe, difficult for us to comprehend in the culture we live in today. All we have to do is, you know, if you had one of these massive TVs in your house, and these are just beautiful. They won't go in my house, though, because they're way too big. But they're pretty. But if we were to go home and sit on our couch in front of our TV and just turn the TV on, I'll tell you what, faithfulness is the last thing I'm seeing. What I see when I turn on the TV is I see lies, I see deception, I see, you know, uh, uh, manipulation. I see all those things almost glorified in our generation and in the time and the day that we live in. It's like those, I mean, just whole sitcoms are around the fact that people are just lying and deceiving each other. For goodness sakes, Gossip Girl. I mean, what does that say right there in the title? You know, the new one that's coming out, lie to me, okay? Um, you know, there are so many things when we turn on the TV, just the TV, that we see just lies, deceptions, manipulation, just all over the place. And so then we come to church and we hear, you know, or maybe we're sitting at home and we, you know, crack open our Bible and we read a verse, God is faithful, and we're like, our idea of faithfulness is not God's idea of faithfulness. The image of faithfulness that we have that our world or our circumstances or our experiences have painted for us is not the image that God shows us and not what he, he, um, who he is and what we see in the scripture. A lot of times people assume, uh, you know, when you say faithful, a lot of people just associate that with relationships. You know, I'm faithful to him. I'm faithful to her. <clears throat> Shall I read the scripture again? Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is really faithful? I was sitting at Cafe Italia. You guys hear us talk about Cafe Italia like a lot. We like it. Um, and Brett and Sarah came and said hi, hi to me while I was down there working the other day. That was really cool. Um, but uh, I was down there and I was studying. I was sitting in the little corner that Ben and I always, always sit in when we're... Um, just preparing or meeting with people and studying and getting things ready for the weekend. And I was sitting over in the corner and I had the perfect view of the magazine rack that Ben, you know, sees all the time and, and you know, his little experience with the girl who freaked out when she saw the, the front page of one of the magazines. But I was sitting there, I was looking over at the magazines and, you know, all the headlines that you see on those celebrity mag magazines or the tabloid magazines, all the pictures and just the words that are plastered on them, they, 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 they put this image on there and it, they put it forth as truth. This is truth. This is what you should believe. This is truth. But in reality, I was, that like, a, a day later, I think it was only a day later after I was sitting there, I, was, I looked over and I saw all of them and I'm like, man, those are funny. It's kind of funny if you pick one up and read it. It's pretty hilarious. But... Um, 
I was sitting there and I was watching uh, the Today Show, and they had a celebrity on, on the Today Show, and, and Matt Lauer was sitting down with a celebrity, and he looks at her and he goes, no, 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 I have to ask you. No, I have to ask you. And he, you know, l lays on her one of these quotes from one of the headlines of the uh, magazines that were out, and he's like, now, what do you have to say about that? And she just looked at him, and, and she just said, I don't, I don't give those a time of day. I don't, I'm not going to respond to that. It's not worth my time responding to that. It's not truth. And, um, and so no, I'm not even going to respond. And I thought, good for you, girl. Way to go. But here at this magazine, these magazines and these newspapers throw out these headlines and these pictures and they put them out there like, this is truth. You've got to believe this. So-and-so did this and so-and-so is dating so-and-so and this person's pregnant, and this person gained 10 pounds, and that person is way too skinny. They never talk about, wow, look who's healthy today. You know, I thought about that the other day. I was like, man, it's either the poor celebrities are way too skinny, or they just w gained way too much weight. And it's like, what about the poor people that are doing really good, and they're working out, and they're pretty healthy? <laughs> Anyways, that was just a random thought that went through my mind. Sorry that you had to be there with me for that. Um, anyway, so... But here, these magazines put these pictures on there and these images, and, and we're all led to believe that this is true. But in actuality, those pictures have been photoshopped, they've been airbrushed, they've been digitally cropped or whatever you do to them. little image here has been added there, a little bit there, and a little bit taken away here. And, and so we're bombarded from every different direction with things that really are presented as truth, but they're actually fact that's been manipulated in such a way to just look more fabulous and amazing to get somebody's eye and to get attention. And so a lot of times it is hard for us to understand faithfulness and truly know what it is. <clears throat> I also realize that many of us have experienced circumstances and situations in our lives that make it difficult to believe that God is faithful, to believe that, that he never lies, to believe that the, when the scripture says that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us, we've gone through situ situations, we've gone through circumstances that make it difficult to understand that, to receive it, to believe it. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, a, a father in your life or, or a mother or a best friend that wasn't loyal or maybe was here today and, and gone tomorrow or, you know, whatever the circumstance was, the reality is that everything in life we take all of the information we receive and we put it through a filter and it, the filter is our, our experiences. And so when we come into church or we read our Bible and we read scriptures that say God is faithful, we put it through our filter and what comes out on the other end is something that's not so faithful looking after all because it's gone through this filter of he left me or she lied to me or he fill in the blank. And so it's difficult for us to receive and truly put our faith in the scriptures, believing that God is faithful and that he will never lie, that he will never do wrong. So it's difficult. Faith, our daughter, um, our youngest, <clears throat> you're going to hear a lot of stories about my kids. I'm a mom, for goodness sakes. Deal with it. Um, our, little, our littlest one, Faith, uh, she, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, she came running out of the bedroom, and it was, it was school day. It was a school morning, okay? And I believe it was a Monday. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm almost positive it was a Monday. She comes running out, and if you 
have ever been to our house on a Monday morning, you will know that Sunday night's a long night for us. So we don't get to bed very early. And so Monday morning we wake up and it's like, okay, the alarm goes off at 7, and we know that we can sleep 15 more minutes. And so we, it's like we don't even think about it anymore. We just automat- Our phones are our alarm clocks, so we just automatically push the button, you know, dismiss, <laughs> dismiss this little alarm. And then our bodies at 7.15 automatically go, okay, it's time to get up and get the kids ready. So it was like 7.15, Faith comes running out, and she's like, I want rolly pancakes. I want rolly pancakes right now. I want rolly pancakes. And what are rolly pancakes? Rolly pancakes, thank you, are a lot of people call them crepes, really flat pancakes or Swedish pancakes, okay? But you, you put butter on them, you sprinkle them with sugar, or you put, you know, a jam or jelly or, you know, chocolate, I don't know. Um, on them, and then you roll them up, thus rolly pancakes. So Faith calls them rolly pancakes. She, she gets up in the morning, she's like, I want rolly pancakes. And if you know Faith well enough, she is very strong with the fact that she wants rolly pancakes. And I just looked at her, and I'm like, it is 7.15. You have a half hour, if we're lucky, to get you bathed, dressed, fed, and out the door as fast as possible to get you to school in time. And I looked at her and I was like, honey, we're not going to do early pancakes. And she doesn't take it the first time because she's a very persistent child. And that's a great quality to have. So she's persisting a little bit further. And she's like, but mom, I really want early pancakes. And I just looked at her and I was like, honey, we're n- we don't have time to do early pancakes today. You've got to get to school. She's like, okay, mom, tomorrow, tomorrow. And I just, you know, without thinking, I'm like, yeah, 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 tomorrow, honey, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow rolled around, <laughs> and Tuesday morning, sure enough, she comes out. She does not forget. She comes out, and the first words out of her mouth, rolly pancakes, Mom. I want rolly pancakes this morning. And she doesn't go to school on Tuesday. Only Cara goes to school on Tuesday. And so I looked at her, and I'm like, honey, I, we're not going to be able to do rolly pancakes this morning. It's not going to work out. We've got to get Cara to school. So um, she's l- quite upset with me to say the least, a little bit upset, sits down on the chair, and, and they start eating some cereal, and, and Car leaves and gets out the door. The minute the door shuts, she comes over to me, and she's like, Mom, you said that we could have rolly pancakes today. And I just looked at her, and I was like, I did say that, dang it. I was like, I did. I said that. I said that, didn't I? I said that, and so sure enough, pulled out the bowl, I pulled out the eggs, and I start making them. Ben walks in from dropping Car off, and he looks at me, and he's like, what are you doing? Because she had already had a bowl of cereal, Car had already eaten breakfast, they were already on their way, normally we're already moving by the time he gets back um, from dropping her off, and he looks at me, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I told Faith I was going to make her rolly pancakes. So I'm making rolly pancakes. Even though I really didn't want to at that moment, I had things to do. But I want my children to have an understanding of what faithfulness is. And I knew because I had done it before, I had given the excuse and I had put it off. I knew that, okay, I've said it, and so I've got to do it. I've got to follow through. And so I was making a rolly pancakes. The reality is God isn't like that. God's not like a mom who gets busy in the morning. And, oh, I slept a little bit too long, and so I'm sorry, honey, but I just can't do that for you. We're going to have to do it tomorrow. God does not change. He doesn't fail. He doesn't falter. 
because of circumstances or situations that maybe you and I don't have control over. He doesn't get sick and therefore has to call in sick. God is there and always there, and he's always true to his word, and he will never fail. And I'm doing my best to display that because we understand when we talk about faithfulness, it's who God is, but it's who he wants us to be. He wants us to be men and women that are faithful. And I believe this, in, our, in the day and age that we live in, and with what we see every day when we turn on the TV or in the magazines or on the Internet, if, if we simply as Christians begin to walk a walk of faithfulness in every aspect of our lives, at home with our families, at our job place with our, with our employer, with our friends, we begin to walk out faithfulness as we see it in the scriptures. I believe people are going to see something different and they're going to want to know more about what's going on in our life and about the God that we serve. I believe that. Let's take a look at a scripture, Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers 23, verse 19. says, God is not a man that he should lie, or son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? God is not like a mom that gets too busy in the morning, said something, and backs out on it because she realizes, I can't hold up to that. I can't do that for you, honey. God is not like that friend that you confided in. You told him some situations in your life and that then turned around and began to tell Billy and Susie and Sally and Jimmy. God is not a man. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't make a mistake and and forget if he said something if he spoke it he will fulfill it he will fulfill it there is no one here on earth that we can look at and say that person is faithful that person must be my my example that I need to follow after that person is is like God and will never fail me and will never falter and will never disappoint me I can't look at my husband and say he is faithful as God is faithful Okay? Now he is faithful. He's an amazing man. But God is not man. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't falter. He doesn't fail. And circumstances don't affect him. There's, have you ever heard of Old Faithful? <clears throat> Old Faithful, the one in uh, Yellowstone National Park. Massive, huge. I haven't been there to see it. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, but we have, how many of you know we have an Old Faithful here in California? Did you guys know that? Yeah, there's one in California. Um, there's an Old Faithful in California, and as I was looking at it, the Old Faithful, they can tell you what time it's going to do its thing. Because it, it, it's called Old Faithful for that reason, because they can predict when it's going to happen. It happens at regular intervals. And so if you show up to the park at 5, you know, oh, 08, and it did its thing at 5 o'clock, they can tell you, okay, at 5.30 you need to be back here because it's going to happen. 
So go ahead and go to the gift shop. Go, you know, and go, you know, eat a little thing over at your little picnic over there. Go pet some of the animals that are over in the petting zoo. And then come on back right at 530 because that's when it's going to happen. As I was looking at it, though, they did say one thing, though. They said with Old Faithful, the one that we have here in California, that the times can change. And they change when there have been earthquakes and, and things that happen underneath on the ground and, and miles away when earthquakes take place. It will actually mess up the, the time and the intervals in which Old Faithful does its thing. God isn't like that. There are not outward circumstances that take place that will mess up God's faithfulness or mess up his plan. His word stays true and he will never fail. But old faithful, just when you go, just hope there aren't any earthquakes. <laughs> you, can, you can hit it at the right time. Let's take a look at another scripture. Psalm 89, verse 33, and I believe we have it on the screen. Psalm 89, verse 33. Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. God's faithfulness will not fail. And he will never alter the words that have gone out of his lips. Another scripture in James 1, 17. It says every good and every perfect gift that comes down from heaven comes from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. There's no changing. There's no shifting with God. There's no changing and there's no shifting. How do we know? How can we... We can know by getting into our Bible and looking at the scriptures that God is faithful. Okay? We can look at the Bible and, and put faith and believe that God is faithful. But there's another way that we can know that God truly is faithful. And it's by studying out the scriptures and simply by looking at the Old Testament. Simply by looking at the Old Testament, you will see, and if you do a study on it, you'll see that there are over about 330 prophecies or scriptures about the coming of Jesus Christ, about Jesus Christ in his life. 330 scriptures having to do with the first coming of Christ. Every single one of those 330 prophecies have come to pass, have been fulfilled. Every single one of them. Not only that, did you know that 150 of those were fulfilled in the six hours that he was on the cross? 150 of the prophecies we read in the Old Testament were fulfilled in the six hours that he hung on the cross. So we ask ourselves, is it really true that God is faithful? I think our answer can be, yeah, he's faithful. The reality, guys, is that our, the fact that we're saved is based on the fact that God is faithful. If God wasn't faithful, we wouldn't be saved. If God wasn't faithful, we wouldn't pray. Because what's the point in praying? If God wasn't faithful, then every one of us here would die wondering, is this thing really for real? Like, Am I really headed in one direction to heaven, going to spend eternity with Jesus walking on streets of gold? We would die uh, 
a death and, and be just beside ourselves wondering what's, what's really happening. But we don't. We live our lives in faith and we die our death in hope knowing that God is faithful. Because if he's not faithful to his word, then what are we doing here right now? What are we doing? The reality is God is faithful, and we see it in the scriptures by the fulfillment of every prophecy that we read in the Old Testament. And you can take a look at the, the, the words and the promises that God gave to Abraham. And what he had to say about Abraham's descendants when Abraham didn't even have a child. He says, your descendants are going to be as numerous. Now we look around at each other and, well, you're a descendant, you're a descendant, you're a descendant, you're a descendant, you're a descendant. We're all descendants of Abraham. God was faithful to bring the promise that he made to Abraham to pass. God was faithful to bring the promise of the hope of Jesus Christ to pass, and he fulfilled it. And God is faithful. The promises that he's given to you, God is faithful that he will bring those to pass. Sometimes we look at our situations in our lives and we wonder, you know, what's, what's, what's going on? You know, what's, what's happening? I get, this doesn't look like it's supposed to look. <laughs> I remember back in um, 2005 when Ben and I had for a year and a half been hearing God speak to us for, for the church and, and about one day planning a church in downtown San Diego and He'd given us scriptures after scripture after scripture. This is what I want you to do, and this is the kind of church that you're going to start, and you're going to start it at night, and this is what's going to happen. And he laid out scriptures for us, and he gave us names of people and different things. And, and we'd heard for about a year, God, okay, we really know that this is what we're supposed to do, and we, we believe that this is a, a dream that you put inside of us, and we know that it's going to happen. We know it. And I remember that time when we went to our pastor and we sat down and we had that conversation and talked about it. And, and it was like, okay, well, let's see what we can do. Let's see how it all happened and how it will play out. And, and as time progressed, we realized that it wasn't going to happen like we thought it was going to happen. And instead of moving to downtown San Diego and starting a church, we found ourselves moving to Las Vegas to start a youth ministry and an internship program and a young adult ministry. And we looked, and, and I remember Ben and I having these conversations just in tears, just going, <laughs> but we, we knew, okay, God, you spoke these things to us. God, you showed us something. You gave us a dream. You put something inside of us. But what, this isn't, looking like it's supposed to be looking like what's going on, what's happening. And I remember in that moment, we sat there and we knew God had given us a scripture about Las Vegas, so we knew that that was the right decision. We knew that, okay, this is where we're supposed to go right now. But we, we sat there and we looked at each other going, well, okay, we know God gave us a scripture and he confirmed that Las Vegas is where we're supposed to go. But in the back of our minds, we're going, but God, what happened with that dream? What happened with those scriptures? And what happened with that church that we're supposed to start in downtown San Diego? Like, God, this isn't looking like we're, we thought that it was supposed to look. God, are, are you faithful? Are you really going to bring this to pass? Is, is this really going to happen? And we sat there and uh, tears in our eyes at moments wondering, God, what are we doing? Is this, is this dream just dead? Do we just need to let it go? Is this just never going to happen? Or, God, are you faithful? And if you spoke it to us, do we just need to hold on and believe that it's just not the season, 
but that you've got something planned and something in store to get us to that dream that you have for us. And we chose, obviously, God, we believe you're faithful. God, we know you're faithful. We see it in your word. God, we know that you're faithful. So we stood on God's faithfulness, and we look back today, after 11 weeks of urban church being in existence, we look back today and we're like, thank you, God, that we didn't go in 2005. When we look around at the people, we look around at the way that God set everything up and put everything in place and, and everything lined up in a way that we could have never made it happen on our own. And not only that, there are things that we learned in the three years before we got here to plant Urban Church. There were things that we learned that had I not learned that back when I learned it, I don't think I would be the pastor that I am today. I don't think I'd be prepared. I don't think I'd be fully equipped to do what we're doing today. God is faithful. Even when we look at our situation and where we're at right now, we've got to believe and know that he's faithful and he's got a plan and he's working on our behalf. There's a scripture, and I'm going to go ahead and invite the band to come on up. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. 2 Timothy 2, verse 13. It says that if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. So maybe you've heard somebody say before, if he's faithful to me, then I'll be faithful to him. God doesn't work like that. He looks at our lives and goes, mm, he's not being faithful right now. He's not, he's not living according to the Bible. He's, not, he's messing up. He's making mistakes. He's going down the wrong path. But I'm faithful. And I'm a good father. And not only is he faithful to bring the promises and the dreams and the blessings to pass in our lives, but God is faithful to correct us, to discipline us, and to get us back on the path that we're supposed to be on, to lead us to the dream he has for our lives, to the destiny. There's this old saying that whatever you think about, the thoughts that you have will become your words. And the words that you have will become actions. And your actions will then become habits. And your habits will then develop a character. And your character will determine your destiny. We might look at our lives right now and recognize, man, there are some areas that I, I, I'm, I'm not living up to, to faithfulness. When I, when I hear the definition of God is faithful and He's absolutely trustworthy. He's absolutely reliable. He's absolutely true to his word. I look at my life and I realize, man, I'm not. I look at my life and I realize there are times when, when I, I make a mistake and I sin, I do exactly what the Bible says I'm not supposed to be doing. You know, that situation where Paul, have you ever read it? Paul's little dilemma, the things that I don't want to do, I do. The things that I do, I do want to do, I don't do. 
There are times when we find ourselves in those situations where we're not faithful, but God remains faithful because he cannot deny himself because if God wasn't faithful, he wouldn't be God. If God was not faithful, he wouldn't be God. He's true to his word. He will never lie. Hebrews 6.18 says it's impossible for him to lie. Can we just do this as we're concluding? Can you go ahead and stand on your feet? God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. I realize tonight that there may be some of us here that we hear about the faithfulness of God and we realize that we, we know we don't know anyone like that. And maybe you're here tonight and you don't know who Jesus Christ is. Maybe you don't know God. And tonight you've heard the scriptures about his faithfulness and that he will never leave, he will never forsake, he will, he's always there, he's always true to his word. He will never fail you, he will never falter, he will never disappoint. And you realize, man, that is the God I need in my life. Maybe you haven't been living according to the word and you've been making mistakes and you need to get some things right with God tonight.